totally messed that up. But hold on real quick. Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to viewers and audience. Okay, so got it right that time. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. <laughs> I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. That's right, and we're here to give you our reviews and takes on all movies and television and things of that nature. I like that one. Um, so what's going on with you, bro? Man, I'm making it out here in these streets, man. Uh glad to be back potting, man. We're a couple of days late, man. I went out of town. Uh, but it was good to feel some different air. Well, mm-hmm. smell some different air, feel some different air, just to get out the state for a minute. So, uh, but I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I'm glad to be back at home. I was missing yeah. home early, but I was missing home. <laughs> early. Like, first day I was there, I got you know what I'm saying, slept in the bed. And shit. I, like, Yo. I said, "Well, I missed my bed, but I ain't gonna lie, but yeah." But then I will say this though, man. This November, I will be at FedEx for 14 years, right? Nice. And when I tell you, like, I'm just so used to doing that shit, I was ready to go back to work. Uh, I ain't gonna man. lie. I hey. ain't gonna lie. I was ready to go back to work, man. I, was I, like, feel, you know you, I feel your pain. Like, it's, it's good to be out for a minute, but it's just mm-hmm. like, man, my body clock, I'm so used to, you know what I'm saying, yeah. being in that truck, truck doing all that shit, so... I ain't gonna lie, man. It, it was good to get out for four days, but mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm, I'm glad to be back at home, get ourselves back on our schedule, man, and get these pies out to the people, man. But yes, sir. But how you feeling, man? Everything good with you, man? I'm uh, I'm feeling uh, the same way you feeling, man. I'm ready to go back to work, bro. You know what I'm saying? I um, I've been out for four days as well. My foot been swelling up, so Damn. you know, yeah, man. I well, uh, Thursday I was limping like crazy. And then Friday, you know what I'm saying? That's that was the worst of it. You know what I mean? It was um pretty hard to walk, but you know what I'm saying? I, I did okay. And then Saturday was a good day, you know what I mean? I was trying to get back acclimated, and then Sunday it kicked back in and got up to my ankle. And then today my foot is cool, but it's just my ankle now. So I don't know, man. Tomorrow I'm gonna go back to work, see how it, you know what I'm saying, play out. Hopefully I'll be okay. But outside of that, though, everything else is cool, man. I'm, I'm living life. I've been working, you know what I'm saying, as everybody can see, getting these graphics and everything together for the pod, the video, you know what I'm saying. Um, I played the wrong video. <laughs> <laughs> played the wrong video starting off, though, but you know what I'm saying. I, like I said, they new graphics, so y'all just bear with us. I'm getting I'm getting used to it. Hey, man, we are humans, man. That's the one thing about it, man, the human element, man. You know what for I'm sure. saying? Mistakes, mistakes sure. don't happen. Yeah. That's what happens. That's that's why you don't judge a person off their off their worst off their worst moment. I could think of the word, yeah. but yeah, sure. man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It happens, man. And that's the part of podcasting, man. You know, I, I be mm-hmm. listening to these people who are, I don't know if I would necessarily say professionals, but like more well known people, and you know, what I'm saying more popular podcasts and stuff like that. They be fucking up mm-hmm. all the time. Fuck that shit. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's a part of you know what I'm saying. It's our trials and tribulations, but at the end of the day, you know. We get it together, you know what I'm saying? We we get into our yeah. groove, we'll be straight. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. So that's the one thing. Look, man, I like Rappaport. I ain't gonna lie. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, man, I be feeling a little offended. He be saying, yo, professional. I'm a prof- this is a professional podcast. Oh, like, yeah. like, 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 what you mean, man? Like, you know, I, I know he be talking, you know he be talking shit though. Yeah, man. he is shit talking though. Man. That's what he but, do. That's what he do. I, I ain't gonna lie, though. I be taking that shit from him. I, I feel you. I, I feel you. <laughs> 
I be like it was a it was a nice little stint where I had where I was listening to like a whole bunch of podcasts trying to listen to the the mistakes and the errors and stuff that was going on. I'm like, yeah, yeah that was that made me feel better just a tad bit, just a tad bit. Oh yeah, for sure. I be I be the same way. Like when somebody said like, the wrong name and shit, mm-hmm. I be like, yeah, like you fucked that up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know I be doing it too. Because I yeah. go back to listen, I'm like, damn, I fucked that up. But yeah, the, the other motherfuckers they be fucking up too. So oh yeah, makes me feel. But better. I mean, that's the to me, man. That's the fun about doing pods, though, man. It's it's it ain't really no real rules to it. You know what I'm saying? You kind of just gotta go with the flow. And I mean, as long as you got everything set as far as your base, everything else is cool. But then, like another thing, like, and we've probably said this before, but like, yo, a lot of this shit, we be going off the dome. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, you make mistakes from time to time, you know, especially if you're going off the dome. And I try to take pride in that, man, of like just going off the cuff of things, getting a natural reaction, and all that mm-hmm. type of thing. So. You know, a lot of it, man, just really be our movie knowledge. Of, of you yeah. know, we we look up a little bit of shit, but like we really don't like a lot of this shit is off the cuff. So yeah, you know, you you know, you fuck up from time to time. But I think that's the human element of things. You know, you hear a lot about that in sports. Like some people, especially when it comes to baseball, because they be like, do they want to go away from umpires and oh you know, yeah, and all that type yeah. of stuff. And it's just like I don't know, man. It's 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 the human element of it. Like they're gonna mm-hmm. miss a call from time to time. But that's like the whole point of it. Like, it's it's a human game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's cool to have replays. You know, if you want to get it right, right. But mm-hmm. like for ninety percent of it, man, let let it be humans, man. Don't... Definitely, definitely. You right about that shit. But um, man, I know you know what I'm saying you're excited to get on to this next segment, man. This is one of our favorite segments. It's called "What We Watching." Are you ready, my brother? Yes, sir. I am. All right. This time I'm playing the right video. All right, so um, what you got, man? All right, man. First of all, I got to make an apology to the viewers, anonymous listeners. This is sincerely from S. Foster. I am so sorry. I don't have a new one. But y'all, I can't stop. I'm still on the Sopranos, man. Oh, I can't stop watching it, man. Listen, oh, my goodness. yo, I done made it to season four. <laughs> and I just fin- yo, this is the crazy part. I just finished this shit back in December. Ain't even yeah. the whole year. And I'm gonna start watching this shit again. Yeah. Man, it's it's so good, man. It's so captivating, man. And it and it's like the thing is, and I'm not I'm I promise you, I'm not trying to pitch it to you, but I'm telling you. You would love Tony Soprano, man. He is your perfect character. You love the antagonist. You love the root for the uh, uh not the enemy, but the uh but the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Th- this show is really right up your alley, man. And this show is the only other show out of all the shows that I have watched, right? I've only Rewatch in its entirety because, like, you can't count like Martin and stuff like that. Because, like, you know, you catch episodes, you know, from here and there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But in its entirety, which I haven't finished this yet, but well, again, is Luther. It's the only other show that I went back. I've actually watched Luther, uh, a BBC show starring um, Idris album like three times. I've actually like, yeah. rewatched it three times. That 
in the Sopranos is the only thing that I've went back to. Like, dude, I be feeling for it, man. I'm trying to yeah, yeah. Yo, this shit. It's it's even good the second time around because it's like there were some things that I missed the first time, mm-hmm. and like going back and watching it for a second time, there's other things that I picked up on because the first time I watched it was, you know, what I'm saying the first time I watched it, I just watched it all the way through. So going back. It's actually better going back watching it for the second time. So yeah, yeah, I get So I apologize, y'all. I don't have nothing new. I, I've started something else, but I I gotta. <laughs> That's what your what your um, what we watching is. I'm not gonna say. It. I'm gonna see if I'm right. Okay. But but y'all, I'm still watching The Sopranos on HBO Max. Go check it out at some point. I'm telling y'all, Scoots Bronson is gonna be watching this show. But go ahead, go ahead. I'm definitely going to check it out, man. I got to because, you know what I'm saying, it's one of them shows that everybody, you know what I'm saying, I already watched. They rewatch it. They talk about it. And I made a movie about it and everything else. And, you know what I'm saying, it's one of those um, it's one of those cultural things, too. So you got you to go back and watch it. And maybe it depends on how you like stuff, though, mm-hmm. because, you know what I'm saying, the, the uh, Many Saints of Newark is the prequel, is the right. before. So yeah. that's how I did it. I watched that, so I didn't really know what was going on, and then I watched The Sopranos, and then everything is making sense. Okay. So I don't know if you want to watch the show first, and then watch the movie, or watch the movie, and then that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, kind of, because, you, you know, when you watch it the first time, it just throw you into these characters. You don't know who Polly is, you don't mm-hmm. know who Silvio is, but um, and Michael, but if you watch that, you see their dads, and you'll see the younger versions of them, and yeah. then you know what I'm saying? It'll take you into the Sopranos. So if you do watch it, no pressure. Yeah. I don't know which way you like, but I don't know if you want to watch the, the movie first and then right. the show or the show and then the movie. But yeah, I, I'll probably watch um I'll probably watch the show first and then watch the movie. That way, like you said, I know what's going on in the movie and what all the references and everything are for sure. Yeah. But what all you right, got? Well, for me, man, um I got on Netflix, you know what I'm saying? And They've been shoving this down my face every time I got on Facebook, every time I got on Instagram. Uh, matter of fact, when I was on Snapchat, I seen the ad for it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so, uh, you know what I'm saying? I went ahead and checked it out, man. And um, mine is Night Shift with Jamie Foxx, man. It got, <laughs> it got Snoop Dogg in it. It got Megan Good in it and a bunch of other people uh, I didn't realize. And then it got my man Dave Franco in it, too. Um, it was a great movie. Uh, Jamie Foxx plays a vampire hunter who um, basically, you know, he, I think I said Night Shift. It's called Day Shift. So if I said Night Shift, my apologies. But um, he's basically a, a vampire hunter who is on almost on the outs. He's about to get fired from his job. And, yeah, he just, he did a great job in it. It was good seeing him in an action movie as well. We don't really get to see him in too many action films. I know he did great in Miami Vice, but this one he really did great. Um, as far as the production of it, the production of it was super good too because it was some stuff that he was doing in there that you knew it wasn't Jamie Foxx, but they made it look as close as, to as Jamie Foxx as possible. So I definitely appreciated that, man. That was um, that was fire for well, sure. First of all, I was right. I knew it was going to be but this is the thing. Let me tell you something. Yeah, I started it. I still got 27 minutes left. I ended up stopping it on last yeah. night. I had some stuff to do. Then I was going to go back and watch it. Then some stuff came up. But um, I'm going to tell you something I did notice, though. Mm-hmm. And I could be wrong about this. This is just S.Foster speculation. Mm-hmm. 
when he first went into well went back into the uh uh what do you call it um the union yeah if you look to the left when he first walked in there was a picture of abraham lincoln yeah i could be wrong about this yeah i could be wrong but i'm just saying of all the presidents, <clears throat> yeah, I got Abraham Lincoln up there when they that made a, a movie a, yeah. a while back about him being a, a vampire killer or whatever, all the type shit. Mm-hmm. But that that is hilarious. I knew it was gonna be that, but you missed the movie though. You said about action, forgot about that movie he came out with last year, the year before that was uh, that Project Power. Oh, yeah, man, I forgot about that. You are right, but he wasn't really like. I mean, he did some things in it, but compared to this, oh yeah, Miami yeah, yeah. Vice, nah, man. Like he was, they he was in his bag, and this was like Miami Vice was good because you know what I'm saying it's really yeah. like some gun shooting, couple fight scenes, but this one, like this one, bro, he was getting busy, bro. Dude, I want to thank you, man. I never heard so many people criticize Miami Vice. I fuck with Miami Vice. No, Miami Vice it. was great. Yeah, that I movie loved was it. Great. I thought it was good. Now there's a lot of stories off camera. Mm-hmm. Supposedly him and Colin didn't get along, and uh, there was yeah, fights I in between the crew, and like yeah. there was. He seemed to not get along stuff. with co-hosts a lot. It seemed it seemed like there was a lot going on, like off screen, but yeah, but the but the product we got, I liked it. I'm sorry, yeah, I did too. I like, I, like I did too. I definitely did too. So man, let's get into this feature presentation, man. Yes, sir. All right. So, man, this movie that we got today, man, is a classic, you know what I'm saying, at least to us. Um, it came out in 2002, directed by Martin uh, Scorsese. It's uh, starring Daniel Day-Lewis, Cameron Diaz, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Man, we're talking about gangs in New York. This movie is um, basically about a young boy who is out to avenge uh, his father's death. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, after... Uh, he died in um, a local gang war and basically he get mentored uh, by the guy who killed his father only to then eventually kill his mentor. Um, going back and watching this, bro, what was your thoughts? Um, well, going back and watching it, I watched it with a different lens this time. Like the mm-hmm. first time I watched it, I just thought, man, you know, this is a cool movie, cool concept. And the first time I watched it, I didn't know the greatness of Martin Scorsese. So yeah. going back and watching it after watching certain Martin Scorsese movies, so now I'm watching it, oh, that's something that he does. I didn't notice that the first time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm picking up on different shit because when I watched it the first time, I didn't know that it was um, Martin. Yeah. And another thing that has to be said is – and I was, I've been thinking about this question, man, for the past couple of days, because I know, you know what I'm saying, I want to apologize to you as well, because I said I could possibly do it on a regular day when I was out of town, Yeah. end up getting into a lot of stuff, and I forgot to text you, and it, it just got crazy. So, but I've been thinking about this since then. What are your thoughts on method actors, man, like a Daniel Day-Lewis, who gets so engulfed <laughs> into a role where it's just like, you know what I mean? Like I've heard stories about Daniel Day Lewis on set where yeah. people like this dude is. You know what I'm saying? So, what are your thoughts on method actors? Um, to me, it's one of those talents that you know what I'm saying they they call them. You know what I'm saying like it's a gift from God because it's like to be a method actor, 
is one of those things where you have to like really be that character. And we seen, you know, Jamie speaking to Jamie Foxx, we seen him do it with Ray. And like he became Ray Charles. You know what I'm saying? Like anything you've seen Daniel Day Lewis in, he is that character. Like you, like a lot of people don't even know. I just found out what Daniel Day Lewis looks like. <laughs> I was just about to say the same thing. I'm not even being funny. Like when we just when I just looked up the I, uh, IMDb so I could see who I was in it. Like I literally just found out what dude looks like out on the regular outside everyday life. <clears throat> um, because in Gangs of New York, you see him as the butcher, and great in Lincoln, you see him at yeah, it really is. In Lincoln, you see him as Abraham Lincoln. You don't know what this dude looks like. And he's been in like a bunch of fucking movies. But like, I've never seen this dude uh, like outside a day in my life. And to me, he looked like Billy Bob Thornton. He do look like Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. But like his 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 career is so crazy because it's like the shit that he's been in, you don't realize that these are movies that are like, the the Hollywood world considers like historical pieces. Like if they had a, a museum, Daniel Day Lewis would have his own wing of the museum. That's how good this dude is. And you know what I'm saying? Like so to be a method actor, like you really to me, I feel like you would either have to have had a lot of training or you would basically I guess just like Jamie Foxx is, you would just have to be super talented. So for him to, you know what I'm saying, like have this long historic run of these roles and everybody's like, yeah, you know, this is one of the best best method actors we've ever seen. I mean, it's, I, I, I enjoy it. I think that it's a, a great thing. Um, it kind of takes away from you knowing who the actor is. Like, and I keep re- referencing Jamie Foxx, this is the only person I can think of right now, so y'all gotta forgive me, but Watching Jamie Foxx is Ray Charles, bro. You really forget you watching Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not a lot of people that can do that. So watching Daniel Day-Lewis and not knowing who this nigga has been my entire life, but always seeing him on some type of film or whatever, whenever he's out, that's crazy to me. Like, I don't know too many other people. Like, even with Sasha Baron Cohen, like, when he was doing the Borat thing, like, and he was doing Ali G, nobody knew who this nigga was for real. Nobody knew what this nigga looked like because every time he was out, he was either Borat or Ali G. So when he finally came out and was uh, and started doing, like, regular acting, it was like, oh, shit, that's who this dude is. So, like, to me, those are the type of actors I enjoy to a certain extent. I kind of, you know what I'm saying, like, wish they would do other things so we can get familiar with them and kind of appreciate them more. But outside of that, like, you you really just got to, I mean, you got to, you know, give as many flowers as you can because that's a real skill. Like, it's a talent, but it's a real skill at the end of the day. What about you? I mean, <clears throat> what, what I was think, what I think the word, what the, the term that you were looking for was he got the it factor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you can't explain it. It's just – yeah. Is it, you know what I mean? And I'm the same with you. I, I didn't even know what he looked like. Because, yeah. I mean, I've seen him in stuff. I've seen him in this. I've seen him in Lincoln. There will be blood, which is really kind of the same damn thing we'll be doing today in, in mm-hmm. a sense. But, like, yeah, I really didn't know what the dude looked like. But I think it's, it's the it factor of, like, you know, I've heard stories. Like, I was just listening to a podcast today, um, and they was talking about 
um, this one actor dude, and he was saying that he had a a, a scene like uh, it's two dudes on the show. Uh, uh, what is it? The crew has it. I think that's what it's called. It's mm-hmm. Michael Rainey Jr. and um, I forget Giamani something. Uh, they from um, Ghost Power Book. Yeah, I know and, Michael um, Rainey is the dude that don't nobody like uh, Tariq, yeah, right? Tariq, yeah, yeah. So they was talking about a scene that Giovanni had coming up with uh, the dude Zeke, and he mm-hmm. said that he seen him and he walked past him. And he was like, "Yo, what's up?" He said, "You know, he just walked past him like with an attitude. He was like, damn, did I do something wrong?'" And so then they read because they had a bad scene together. Coming oh, up. Okay, okay. And so then they yeah. did the scene. He was like, after they did the scene, he was like, "Yo, what's up, bro?" He was like. Man, he was like, you just gave me like a head nod earlier. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, oh man, you know, I was just, you know what I'm saying, preparing, you know, and it's like some people have to do that. Like, mm-hmm. yo, like I got a fight scene coming up with you. Mm-hmm. So if I see you, like if we shooting at two and I see you at eleven, yo, yeah. like some of them, like the method actors are like, yo, like nah, we ain't cool. You right. know what I'm saying? We're gonna right. we gonna be fighting each other at you know what I'm saying, two o'clock, you know what I'm saying, when we shooting. <laughs> And so he was like, that's what the dude was doing. So like you hear some of these stories, man, of like these people who like, I'm pretty sure like why he was on set. And a lot of people, they said, oh, you know who you forgot? Who? Jim Carrey. When he oh, did, when Kauf- he did uh, Kaufman. Yep. Kaufman. Um, yep, he did Kaufman. They, they was like, because they actually filmed him off set and he mm-hmm. was. Andy he was literally Kaufman. like Andy Kaufman. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's another one who did it. And they was like, he was fucked up for a while. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Saying that he couldn't really find himself after shooting that. I kind of think he still is, though. I mean, Like, yeah. after that Kaufman shit, like, he got real uh, spacey. He did. He Not Kevin did. Spacey, but he got real, like, <laughs> oh, that was good. I like that. Yeah. But um, but you, going back, rewatching it, you, you've mm-hmm. already said this is one of your favorite movies. What was it like going back and watching it this time, knowing you're gonna do a pod on it? Man, first and foremost, um, anytime I watch this movie, it's a thrill. Only because, like these type of historical movies, I truly enjoy because you really get to, um, you really get to to kind of visualize what it was like in those times. And the one thing that I do like about Scorsese is when he does like anything that's dealing with something like this that's cultural. He really makes sure that he does his best to let you know, like, this is, you know, these are the, um, these are the intricacies of the cultures, right? So when, <clears throat> when he had, you know, the, the beginning in New York and it's like the 1800s and, you know, they, uh, you know, you got the, the old timey, you know, cobblestone roads and you got all of this stuff. And then, you know, you got all these guys with these accents and you have to realize that in the 1800s, yo, like these motherfuckers was immigrants. You know what I'm saying? These, these weren't just regular Americans that we see every day speaking the English that we speak or anything else. Like these guys had accents. These guys were bringing over culture from their countries. You know what I'm saying? These guys weren't born on this land. These guys came to this land to, you know what I'm saying? Get something different. So it was a lot of opportunity for them as well. So you you kind of have to keep that in the back of your mind. Like, damn, this these guys really are not from here. Like, you know what I'm saying? These guys are from some totally different place. And so, you know what I'm saying? Seeing stuff like that and then, you know, how heavy the Catholic religion was at the time. 
um, you know what I'm saying, the way that they treated black people, like in the one scene where uh, it was supposed to be like, I think it was the 4th of July, and then they all start fighting and it was a big war. Like you, they showed the scene where a black dude was being hung. Like they, they had mobbed them and you know what I'm saying? Like they were stringing them up to hang them. And it was like, yo, that shit makes sense. Cause that's some shit that would happen in 18, whatever. Cause that's the fuck they were doing. So, I mean, the, anytime I see this movie, bro, I get excited because it's, I know it's, it's not like factual, but it's going to be as close to, the real thing as we can get without really being in the real thing. And it, it kind of puts you back in that time. And I think that's just the magic of Scorsese. He's able to make you feel like you're there without you being there. And I, and it's like, every time I watch this movie, like that's how I feel. I feel like I'm on those cobblestone roads. I feel like I'm on the sideline watching these guys fight. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? When they talking and they drinking and everything else, you kind of feel like, you know what I'm saying? You in the tavern with them and shit like that. So I I already love this movie, but to to watch it and then know I'm doing the pod on it makes it even better because now I, I'm like paying attention to certain shit that I probably wouldn't pay attention to. I'm trying to focus and shit, but <clears throat> whenever I'm watching it, I'm just watching it to for the enjoyment of it, and it's it's the same feeling every time. Well, like you said, there, there's some stuff that's special, like the story itself is kind of like you know what I'm saying Scorsese went into his bag with it, but like things like as far as gang names. And like the five points, that shit is like real. You know what I'm saying? The Broadway Boys was an actual game. The Broadway Boys was an actual game. The 40 Thieves was an actual game. The Dead Rabbits was an actual uh, game. So he put together a story of like how Irishmen was treat and were treated and like mm-hmm. stuff like that. And like the the gang names was actually real, but also mm-hmm. basing this around. You know what I'm saying? Um, Lincoln signing the Emancipation Proclamation, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, abolishing slavery and, and, and then the draft and how yep. they, you know what I'm saying, this was like the first January 6th for real. You know what I'm saying? Literally. They, they, man, they broke into that damn one building, you know what I'm saying, when they were trying to do them draft cards. Yeah. Man, they went in there and fucked that place up. So I killed crazy. Set it on fire and everything. Like, we ain't yep. going nowhere. And then telling them, if you ain't got $300, you got to go when nobody at that time had $300. <laughs> Hey, bro. <laughs> just the just the fact that like just the fact that like all that corruption was going on around that time, it make it is it, it's so believable because like I'm gonna tell you how corrupt <laughs> the shit was in this movie. Like you bring up a good point talking about that the, the whole three hundred dollars thing. The even funnier part was the fucking firefighters had gangs, bro. Yeah, like and they would show up and fight each other. Like what the fuck? My house is on fire, man. No, fuck that. They was also remember when the dudes was running in stealing shit while the thing was on fire. They was going in there stealing shit too. Yo, it's wild, man. Man, come on, bro. That motherfucker. He went in. He said, "Is anything left?" He said, "I don't know, motherfucker. You gotta check for the scraps." I'm like, "Yo, (laughs) you supposed to be taking this motherfucker down, not letting the fire take it over and take my shit." So I mean, like, just seeing that, bro. Just knowing how much corruption and shit was going on around that time. Like, you can only imagine, because this is, like, at the beginning of the shit. This ain't even where, like, shit was, like, official yet. So this is at the beginning of every fucking thing. And <clears throat> I want to say this was, I'm trying to think. The White House wasn't even built yet. So this was, like. Uh, I don't know. It might have been. Well. 
Because the first white, I know the 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 first place was Philadelphia, and then it it went to New York at some time. And I think, well, maybe this was around the time that the White House was being built. Because I know in New York, I know Philadelphia was the first like capital. And then they had a, I think it was a place in New York, and then it went. You sure it was Massachusetts? Went Boston? You might be right. You might be right. You might be right. I'm. I, I know it's somewhere in that Tea North. Party shit. No, Boston is um. What the fuck am I thinking? Is about? the uh was the was that the Boston Tea Party was about taxes? Yeah, they dumped tea in the water. Like, yeah, was they because they was taxing they was taxing on the imports and exports of the tea. That's that was the Revolutionary War. That's seventeen seventy something. Okay, the yeah, Revolutionary War was seventy six. At well, that's when it ended. But I know the Boston Tea Party was in the 1700s. Yeah, yeah, and that's when they did the uh, independent shit. You know? Yeah, so that's why January the fourth, seventeen seventy-six. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, this, yeah, this is later. Because this is what well, it started out in eighteen forty-six. But you know what yeah. I'm saying? But if you know your history, you know, even though they did twelve years later, it's like all right. Well, tw- was it twelve, fourteen? What was it? And but uh, we knew it was eighteen sixty-five because they abolished slavery, and that's yeah. what the whole shit was surrounded about was the draft and trying to get them to fight. Like that mm-hmm. one scene where that one soldier saw that black guy, he was like, "Yo, I lost an arm because of you." And my man yep. was like, well, "Good job!" Like you talking about Jimmy? What you were supposed to do? Like that was you were supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? So, hey man, um, hold on. What is dude's name? Because this nigga has been in multiple movies, bro. And I've never heard Lawrence Gillard Jr. or Gilliard Jr. That nigga has been in all kind of movies. He's been all kind of characters. I've never ever seen this nigga in. Any Dude. other thing except for playing a supporting role? He was in the wire. Did, he he was a supporting. He was what had a small stint in that. Because ain't no way he was a main character. He was a crackhead what? in that, wasn't he? No, no, he wasn't a crackhead. He was a okay. drug dealer. Okay, well that makes sense. He either a drug dealer, he either a crackhead, he either like a sidekick, or he either like a uh, an evil villain. This was the first That's role true. where this nigga was like a neutral party, and then even then he really wasn't because he was in the game. That's funny. <laughs> <You stupid. laughs> oh man. So listen, man, we, we we got we gotta get into Bill the Butcher, man. You know what I'm oh, my, my favorite character. Yo, and you know, I always and then like I thought that um that Benny <laughs> the Butcher got his name from this, but he said he actually got Benny from um Benny uh, Blanco. The Godfather. Um, was it the guy? Uh, I don't know. Benny Blanco was Carlito's way. It was. I think it was Carlito's way. Yeah. Yeah, it was Carlito's way. But he said he got the butcher because somebody said something about cutting shit or something. I don't know. But Yo, I thought he got real it quick. Sidetrack. You know that Vlad DJ Vlad from Vlad TV. His nickname was the butcher. Yeah, he was on. Uh, he was on Brilliant Idiots. No, I found that out from. Um, my ex, uh, Math Hoffa, my expert opinion podcast. He oh. uh, he was talking about when he used to actually be a DJ, and he, I think he was in Cali. No, he grew up in Cali, and then he moved somewhere else. I forgot where he said, but when he moved there, he, when he got older, he started wanting to be a DJ and shit. And then uh, they said he should be like Vlad the Butcher because that's like a, I guess, a person or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he I heard him. That. I heard him say that to the. <laughs> I think it, I think it was brilliant idiots. Yeah, but um, yeah. 
but yeah, man, we gotta get into him, man. Like the type of person that he was, man. Like it was crazy. But the one thing that I did respect about him was, and even really respected about that time, was the fact of like they they set up a date. We're gonna fight on this date. We're gonna select the weapons that we're gonna use, mm-hmm. and we're gonna go at it at a certain time. And like so, when he went against the priest, he really respected the priest. You know what I'm saying? It was just they just had different out views, mm-hmm. well, you know, outlooks on life on how to handle certain situations. So Bill was like, "Yo, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna fight to the death." And the way that they did it is one of these dudes getting taken out. We gonna stop. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so also when it comes to Amsterdam, like we saw the meeting where they was like, "Yo, we're gonna fight this day. We're gonna fight at this time. We're gonna select these weapons. You know what I'm saying? And we're gonna fight to the death or whatnot." But mm-hmm. My whole thing about Bill is like these characters where, you know, when he was talking to Amsterdam, yo, I got, you know, I pretty <laughs> much own everything around here or at least got a piece in it. Yeah. And like he was charging people for his time. Like uh, he was like, don't come here empty handed the next time you come see me. I mean, and it's just like this gang in, in the five points at this point. Yeah. And it's just like to think about how a person, you know what I'm saying, gets to that point. And the mm-hmm. one thing that I respect about Bill the Butcher is the fact of he's willing to get his hands dirty. Not literally with the meat, but I mean literally he will go meat. into oh, the battle. Oh, that shit sounds crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah, that sounded real crazy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but like he actually went in the battle. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. actually fought. Like he actually went into situations where he would whoop a motherfucking ass so you could see how people could have that fear. Mm-hmm. I hate to see when there's a guy ruling, but we don't see where that fear came from. Yeah. So I can actually see where the fear came from, why people would respect him and actually pay for his time. So I'm mm-hmm. glad that they did that and showed us that. But we all see, this is another thing people got to realize about this time, you know, since the 1800s. There wasn't no such thing as the USDA yet. You know what I'm saying? My man is crazy. Oh, no. Not washing no hands, wrapping this shit in newspapers and throwing man, it to people. these niggas had cobblestone <laughs> roads, nigga. Dysentery and all that shit was alive and well at that time. Gang niggas was catching gang green. Like niggas was getting all that shit, bro. That shit was common, nigga. That shit was hey, like man. a regular code to these niggas, man. Don't tell me why. I don't know why I'm sitting there thinking like, yo, but yeah, dirty as fuck. You just mm-hmm. cutting meat, wrapping it up, throwing it at people. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? There wasn't no USDA back then. So, at all. But yeah, man. But what are, what are your thoughts on Bill the Butcher? Because I feel like I already know this. I'm pretty sure this is your favorite character. Anyway. 100%, bro. Bill the Butcher is definitely my favorite character. Only because... um. You already know, you know, since I got an affinity for the villains, man, to me, the the story is always as good as the antagonist is. So if your antagonist is a great one, then your story is always going to be a great one, because that means that the protagonist has a lot to overcome and a lot to prove and do and everything else. So that just builds for a better story. Um you made a great point about talking about just the respect that he had for the priest. It wasn't just the respect that he had for the priest. It was the fact that around that time, it was actual rules of engagement. And that was the whole, you know, we're going to come here this time. We're going to use these weapons, blah, 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 blah. And it was like a gentleman's contract. Like, yo, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, remember when he killed the priest, you know what I'm saying? 
they ended everything <clears throat> and he said, you know what I'm saying, gather, you know what I'm saying, your spoils and y'all make sure that, you know what I'm saying, he got a proper burial, he got a proper funeral. To me, like, that's what, that's, I mean, if you are going to go the war route, that's the way it should be. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's it's always the proper thing to do is to respect your opponent. And, you know, he showed the, the greatest admiration for those that he went against. And that's where, to me, the real fear comes from. It's not because, um, you know, you, you got a guy who he'll kill at any, at any moment or anything like that. It's the fact that he respects you enough to know that you're just as dangerous as he is. But he's not going to sit there, you know what I'm saying, and just underestimate you at any cost. He's always trying to make sure he's three or four steps ahead of you. And to me, that's what, you know, saying the butcher was. He was always three or four steps ahead of everybody else, except for Amsterdam towards the end. He really didn't understand or kind of know what was going on with Amsterdam until it got, you know what I'm saying, towards the end. But I mean, with, with the butcher, man, it was, it's like, it made sense for him to be that guy because you got to think of it at that time in the 1800s, the five points, you know what I'm saying? You got your police, you got the fire department going at each other. You got different gangs in the police. Like these niggas ain't doing their job. They just as corrupt as the next man. You seen what it was like in the politic, uh, in, in a uh, politic arena. It was like, it's all bad. The political shit there was all bad. So, a nigga like him could thrive in a place like that. You know what I'm saying? He got the the mayor in his pocket. He got the police department in his pocket. He got the fire department in his pocket. Like he got everybody in his park uh, in his pocket. And so, like you said, you know, if if I don't own the shit, I at least got a piece of it. And I mean that that to me that makes for a great villain. Like who wouldn't want to watch a movie with a villain like that? Like. That's the type of nigga, if you see him on the street, he'll scare you. Not to mention, like, this nigga was gutting niggas up and beating niggas' asses with one eye. He only had one eye. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like he was out here just, you know what I'm saying, with two eyeballs like everybody else. He was really at a disadvantage every time he fought. And the fact that he was fucking people up with one eye, he can only see on one side of his face for real, that that make that motherfucker even more dangerous. So, like, you know what I'm saying? The fact that he was out here just running shit, man, it... That, I think that's another reason that I, I fell in love with this movie so much was because, you know, the way that they wrote the antagonist in his movie, man, is so great because it's like and sometimes and sometimes in the movie you want to hate him. But then again, it's like you can't really hate him because it's like he really just doing his best to make sure he's surviving and the people around him are surviving. It's not like, you know, what I'm saying he has the ability to live however he want he you know what i'm saying he's living the life that he has to live in order to make you know what i'm saying in order to basically live you know what i'm saying for lack of a better term like that's what they had to do at that time so i mean he decided shit i'm gonna be at the top of this motherfucker and in order for you to get uh me off the top you're gonna have to you know you had to kill me and you know that's what had to be done i feel you but i think what he did the mark was uh with Shasti, though. Um, mm-hmm. to to that might have been what a term you know what I'm saying uh, stabbing the back might have came yeah. from you know what I'm for saying sure. uh, stab person in the back because he was known for being that you know what I'm saying when it comes to fighting that honorable person where you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying where you would do the right thing like he even had a picture of the priest you know what I'm saying in his uh, establishment yep. you know what I'm saying and tell people like this is the one man that I respected more than yeah. anybody 
Yeah. But you know, for 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 Monk to be like, you know, what I'm saying to do the speech that he did, it was like, yo, you know, once you come in, he's like, do you want to do this or do you want to have a conversation? Mm-hmm. And so basically, he figured that yo, we'll have a conversation. He turned his back, go to walk in. My man stabbed him in the back, and I thought that. I thought the reason he did Monk like that was because I think that that's what the time that he showed emotion when he was hurt by what happened between him and Amsterdam. I think that he 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 made Amsterdam his basically his right hand man. You know, what I'm saying? Well, the more he got to know him. And you got to remember, Monk was I mean, uh, yeah, Monk was also on the, um, on the side when the priest and them was fighting, but not necessarily. I mean, remember, of course, of course not. He I'm was saying, like, give like, me ten dollars. And he was like, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if he wouldn't have gave him ten dollars, well, promised him ten dollars or whatever, mm-hmm. he was like, That's the because he, he basically told you that I could be bought. Yep. But I think that once it was all said and done, when when the butcher killed, you know what I'm saying, the priest in the beginning, I think that with Amsterdam coming back and he actually realizing who Amsterdam is. I think that he really kind of had a change of heart, even though yeah. he kept that one that blade. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel you. I think he was on priest side, but I think that he also was like, if if Bill come to me and you know what I'm saying offer me ten dollars, I could be over here on this side as well. You know what well, I mean? yeah. I mean, you. I mean, like I said, man, everything in that time, bro. Like it was like a real lawless time. I mean, like that was. I mean, we we know the Wild West. This was the Wild East. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what the, this is what it was all about. You know what I mean? Everybody was trying to find their way up. And you also have to remember at the same time too, all of these guys was immigrants. Like, none of these guys was really together together. So, like, even the way that you know what I'm saying he treated McGloin at this time, you got to remember, like, this is the way Irish people were being treated. They were being treated as second class citizens. So the way that he treated McGloin, he basically treated them like he was a pet, like he was his dog. He still showed him love and had respect for him, but he basically treated McGloin like, yo, you, you know, your place, you know what I'm saying? Do what you got to do. And it went to show, you know what I'm saying? The same with, you know what I'm saying? The priest and everybody else. Like it was in a weird way, some weird hierarchy with the immigrants, you know what I'm saying? And, um, in the, in the time of, in the Northeast at this time, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, you know what I'm saying? When they were coming over and leaving they they lands, you know what I'm saying? Like the Irish, the Scottish, um, it was the some British people, you know what I'm saying? It was some German people, like it was a bunch of different, you know what I'm saying, people f- coming over from Europe to come to America to basically get a chance and get away from whatever they was facing in, you know, saying their home country. So, you know. Of course, the majority of them are going to stick together and then they're going to basically, you know, what I'm saying bully everybody else. And as you can see, like, that's really what it was like. Like the the people that was with Bill, they all were, you know, what I'm saying more than likely the same ethnicity as Bill, except for, you know, what I'm saying like McGloin. But I mean, he was so loyal, you couldn't really get away from, you know, you couldn't really not have him a dude like him on your team. Well, there was a scene where they were showing some, some immigrants getting off the boat and mm-hmm. Bill is like, 
yo, he was like basically showing his disappointment without the people coming over. And he was like, yo, he was talking about the Irishman. He was like, yo, these dudes are getting 10, you know, getting a dime, you know, mm-hmm. for their work that we used to get, you know, so what well, we used to pay, you know, saying quote unquote, the niggas, you know, a nickel for, yep. and we used to get, you know what I'm saying, a quarter for it. Mm-hmm. So he looked at it like we're losing money as the, you know, the quote unquote whites by giving these Irishman people, you know what I'm saying, 15, you know, 15 less than what, you know what I'm saying, what the white man is making. But at right. this point, that the white man wasn't even making a quarter for it anymore. And it's so crazy hearing you saying this, bro, because it's like, can you imagine, like, because now Irish people are considered, like, white people. But can you imagine at that time, like, they all basically like, yeah, we the white man, but nah, you not, you Irish. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's like, crazy to me, bro. It's, dude, it's, it is so nuts to me, man, like, yeah. to hear it because it's just like, so if they ain't white, they like the whitest. Like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. what you mean? You know what I'm saying? It's it's mm-hmm. so it's so wild. But like, yeah, that time, man, it, that time period, man, it, it was so wild in the way that that Bill, you know, I'm saying the butcher, you know, viewed that mm-hmm. was so wild, man. But but the one thing about him though, he he always respected, and even when he would talk to Amsterdam about it, which we could transition over there, it's just like. It had to be in an awkward place to hear how this man, like you seen him murder your father, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But being that age, like you don't you don't really understand like the agreement that they had made going into it. Like this, yeah. this like you said, it was it was a gentleman's, you know what I'm saying, thing that they did. Yeah. You know, and that it was something that they felt that had to be done. So it was an honorable thing that they was doing, but both sides had to had to take their stance. So I think too young to really understand it. But to go in and you know go up under his wing, you know what I'm saying, to learn him, to get close to him. Mm-hmm. He was really like one you know I'm saying one of the first spies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was in literally behind States. enemy lines one hundred percent. Yeah. And like going in to get close to get close enough to kill him. But at the same time, like, yo, to hear him just keep telling these stories about how he respected my father. Like, he killed mm-hmm. my father, but at the same time, he got so much respect for him, but at the end of the day, you killed my father, so I'm still taking yeah. you out. But, like, it had to put you on an emotional roller coaster because it's like, at one minute, it's really cool how you respect him, but at the same time, you still took his life, and I had to live without my father. Mm-hmm. So what was, your, what was your take on Amsterdam and his relationship with um, the butcher? Man, Amsterdam. Uh, first and foremost, I always laugh t- uh, watching Leonardo DiCaprio play this role because he's like he ain't nobody but Jack from Titanic in this movie. Um, but he just got an accent this time. Uh, <clears throat> Amsterdam was interesting because he was super ambitious and he was super focused on not just getting you know saying that revenge for his father but really just becoming one of the one of the top guys in five points at that time like he got so you know saying he got in so good with the butcher that he ended up having his own game and for him to be able to basically rise up the way he did in the butcher's gang it was like you kind of he you kind of wanted to root for him like oh yeah I I definitely wanted to want him to take the butcher out uh, at this point because it's like 
he's doing everything he can. And then, of course, just like everybody else, man, he he came to the pressure, you know what I'm saying, of uh, a woman in, in Jenny Everdeen, man. And that's just one of them things that, you know what I'm saying, you kind of you kind of disliked her for a minute. Like, you was just like, oh, what is this girl? Why did this bra come along, bro? Like. She kind of messed everything up for him. But, I mean, eventually, you know what I'm saying, it, it went the right way. But, no, nah, I, I enjoy Amsterdam's character. I thought they, um, you know what I'm saying, just seeing him, you know what I'm saying, from from a child all the way to uh, an adult and then seeing the stuff that he had to go through to basically, you know what I'm saying, avenge his father's death was – it was it was pretty dope. And then the fact that, you know what I'm saying, he, he was one of the only guys who just basically – had a ragtag game, you know what I'm saying? Like he had everybody in his game. His game wasn't no particular way. You know what I'm saying? He had the I think he was the only dude with a black dude in his game. Like there's a nigger in the Yeah. Church. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah, like that's that's one of them things that you kind of gotta, you know what I'm saying? It, it make you fall in love with his character because it's like okay, he he knows what he has to do and he's gonna do anything possible to make sure that you know, he's going to be okay and his gang is going to be okay just because he's that type of guy. But the fact that he's going out of bounds and not having that traditional, um, not having that traditional view on who his crew is going to be, like, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. What did you think about him? Uh, I, I liked him. Um, For someone to carry that, you know, all that time, you know, when they basically had him in like a kitty prison or whatnot, um, but also to be so young and to think of like, yo, I'm going to kill this guy and I'm going to kill him with the same knife that my dad was going to kill you with. So I'm going to snatch mm-hmm. it, go bury it, and I'm going to come back and get it when I'm grown. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought that that was cool, um, that they was able to do that. Also like his character, you know, step, like stepping back into that town and, and having to, you know, play another person, and then you know what I'm saying your cover get blown the first day you there because this mm-hmm. one dude recognized you. You know what I'm saying because he was the one kid in the beginning that was with yep. him, and um, but you know what I'm saying he turns out to be a snitch. You know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying the goddamn Ruined everything. Benedict, I don't know about the when well, he was a traitor, but that was a traitor. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, you know, yep. it was just like that scene, man. I, I hated that scene, man, because it's just like yo. And that's what I'm saying, man. Dudes be letting girls, man, fuck your whole shit up. Like, every time. Like, why? Like, first of all, my guy, listen. Hold on. What's my dude's name? God damn it. I'm calling Which him. Which one? Because he pissed me off. My dude that sold him out. You know what I'm saying? Johnny. Was it right? Shane? Oh, not Shane. You're talking about Johnny. So, Johnny, there's a scene where they let the girls. You know what I'm saying? Pick a, a date for the night. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They got the whole mirror joint. You know what I'm saying? She give him the nose. He comes up. She give your punk ass the nose. You know what I'm saying? And you gonna stand there with a little shot look on your face. Get the fuck out the way, man. She told you no. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she had an opportunity to pick you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She, she, she didn't want you. Accept it, man. Hey man, you know, listen, bro. You know how hard it is to get rejected in eighteen hundred, bro. Man, listen, it's easy. You know what I'm saying? The girls just said no. Step aside. (laughs) No, no, it's hard (laughs) because they don't have no real rights. (laughs) Like, 
Nothing. I have nothing. So she tell you know at all people like, come on, bro. Like you really you can't tell me nothing. Like I can just push you down right now. <laughs> Nobody do anything about it. This is true. But <laughs> I, but it's just like yo, like she had opportunities <laughs> to get you and she didn't want you. And then mm-hmm. you're gonna sell my man out because he's smashing now? Yeah, that's come what on, I man. Doing, man. That's, That's some hating shit, man. And and he went and sold him out to the butcher, so the butcher was ready for him. You know what I'm saying? He was he had his aim game down. He was oh, gonna fuck man. the butcher up. Hey man, listen, I don't care what nobody say. That was cool and all, but the fact that you had to get prepared for a dude like that with one eye, man, <laughs> <laughs> you hey, gotta be like Captain America to deal with the butcher, bro. Hey, the butcher. Hey, the butcher was on some shit, boy. Hey, he knew his ways around them knives, man. I'm telling you, man, he was you cold know. as ice, bro. And he can he can only see on one side. Like that ain't somebody you want to deal with. Oh, definitely not, man. And, and uh, how he was a craftsman, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He put on a show with with Jenny. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With the look, with the look, look cut. You know what I'm saying? Just oh, a little. Man. Oh man, just that was to let him know, show. like I know what's going on. Yeah, not only that I, I know what's going on, but the fact of like, yo, like you you make one false move, like mm-hmm. yo, crazy. I can take you out at any point, and it'd yeah, be nothing. But, and nobody would yeah. care because it's the eighteen hundreds. Exactly, and the way that they viewed you, you know what I'm saying? You, you was a pickpocketer. You know yeah. I mean? So uh, nah, yo, it was all time funny. Yo. Like, and I don't know if I noticed it the first time I watched it because I might mm-hmm. not have been really paying attention. But like yo, when she had the little fake hand joint, oh, and like man. and she slip her hand up in between. Yo, I, I don't think I noticed that shit the first time I watched that. That Genius, was crazy, bro. I mean, Very like genius. that's but that's the thing, man. Like, not only is you know what I'm saying, like not only were they showing you, you know what I'm saying, like I said, as close to what eighteen hundred New York would be like. But you also got to remember, like, bro, this is the type of shit that was going on. Like, it wasn't no cars for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's horses everywhere. People is, you know, the the they trying to vote here, vote there. Like, it was it was just so much. And to me, it was so much of this movie that just basically kind of gave you, you know what I'm saying, the most realistic point of view in, of that time. It, it It was just one of those things that, like I said, that Scorsese magic, bro. Like he made you feel like you was there. Like it's so many scenes in there that that are so intense to where you kind of forget you're watching a movie. Yeah, if that make any sense. Like it, it, it felt like that a lot watching this movie. Definitely, man. Like it, it felt, it felt so real, and like how they was able to, like how they was able to. I mean, dude, the extras. Mm-hmm. Like there was so many extras, and like how they built this whole scene of like of the five points, and mm-hmm. everything looked so real. Like the mud that they were stepping in, because yep. like people got realize, like you you look at like a lot of old pictures. Like I love looking at old pictures and shit. Like this shit really looked like the fucking eighteen. Yeah, the the ports and all that, like the the buildings. You know what I'm saying? Even the um the office. What was it, the mayor's office or whatever? Yeah, like that looked like an old building. That looked like one of them buildings that you've seen in your history books. And man, listen, it definitely did. Man. <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was crazy, man. And but you know, Martin, he gets deep into the shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He really, he really got deep into this one. But 
Um, even even down to the costumes, like all that yep. shit, like everything was like really, really on point. Yep. And the crazy thing was, yo, you really gotta be a real one when there is a like a straight up war going around where they shoot mm-hmm. bombs off and you still got one agenda on the mind. I yep. am killing this motherfucker. Like, man, you they really, shoot no, bombs in like here. You, gotta be a, you really gotta be a real one. When they was bad, they was taking baths in the big pans and the big metal pans. Yeah, and you had and he was still trying to smash Cameron Diaz. You really got to be a real one for that, bro. Because <laughs> ain't no way, ain't no way. Yeah, that was that was crazy. But I'm just like, at the same time, yo, like I'm I'm just I'm looking at this <clears throat> shit and I'm like, yo, like. There's bombs being shot off up in here. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I like I'm not thinking about motherfucking you know what I'm saying, fighting you with a knife. Like I might get blown well, I mean, up. I mean, you you can't really say that cuz I mean like you got to you can't really, you know what I'm saying? You don't know. You ain't in that position. Like, I think if you was in that position, you know what I'm saying? You out here trying to avenge your dad's death and then you know like at any time, this is the perfect time to get this dude. I think, you know what I'm saying, most people in that moment, which once that adrenaline get going and them first couple bombs went off, you'll be all right. Yo, listen, I feel you. But, yo, them bombs are going off, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, them things are going off, man. Yeah, I'm like, that was crazy. yo. I'm like, yo, I don't know, my guy. Like that was definitely crazy. Yeah, it was it was it was it was wild, man. But um but Martin, man, he yeah. that dude he's a he's a real one, man. He's yeah, a real sure. one. And he really sure. he, he really he really took the time. Like like and the one thing that fucked me up, and I, and I'm gonna tell you something, and this shit always gets me. And I didn't see this the first time. Yo. When they showed the picture of like when the, when the whole war was over, mm-hmm. and they showed where um where Jenny and uh, Amsterdam was like burying like the body or whatever, yeah, and they did that whole transformation of like people forgot about us and then like start showing New York grow and yeah, you know, and it, it was today. progressing into like modern day. Man, I really yeah. want to go to the little spot to see if those tombstones are like. <laughs> like, but that's what I said, man. That's Scorsese magic, bro. Like, only to me, only Scorsese can put a movie together like that to where it, like, think about, you know what I'm saying, like, um, The Irishman. You know what I'm saying? Like, a movie like that, bro. It, the fact that you felt bad for Jimmy Hoffa in that movie was like, damn, they did Jimmy Hoffa dirty, bro. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like just that type of stuff, man. Like the way he makes, the, the way he directs movies and puts things together, and the the way he's able to tell the story with the camera. Like you, you just gotta appreciate the the, the stuff that that dude can do, man. Man, that dude, that dude is something serious, man. Like, yeah, definitely you know, one of the greats, man. Might be yeah. a goat. It might. I mean, it might be. I mean, when you look at his his body of work and what mm-hmm. it really did for the culture. Mm-hmm. Like even though the one thing that I respect about him is, if you know your lane, ain't nothing wrong with staying in it. That's you know what I'm saying? If, if you master, too. like if you master it, you know what I'm saying. You don't have to step outside of that lane just because yeah. you mastered something. 
Yeah. And yeah. he tells stories. Not only well, this ain't his time, but of his people. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I can't be mad at him. You know what I'm saying? When when you know what I'm saying when when the, when the N word is dropped and stuff like that because he do a lot of period pieces. And well, it's like that's how I'm, these people felt about these people. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, bro. I totally agree. Like anytime it's a it's something like that, I don't really take offense to it because it's like if they don't do it, then are they really being you know what I'm saying? Like, cause Genuine. you gotta get in. Yeah, you gotta get into the character. Like, for instance, when Daniel Day Lewis said it, it's like I expect the butcher to be one of them type of people to say it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and then even even when you know what I'm saying they was cheating Jimmy Spoils the way they was cheating him, like where he almost got caught up and they was about to you know what I'm saying beat him up and hang him. Like, yeah, that's that to me that seemed like that would happen in 1800. Yeah. So I mean, like like I said. It, he he made it as real as possible, and to me, it's like without that, the movie isn't as not just authentic, but the movie isn't as good as you would possibly want it to be. And, and yeah. I think him doing that makes. I mean, like the same thing with Tarantino doing uh, Django. It's like people was like, "Yeah, they said that, they said nigga uh, almost a thousand. I'm like, "Yeah, because it's slavery time." And yeah, that's what they was calling them. Yeah, like nobody was going around like, "Hey, black." Nobody was doing that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is supposed to be about a specific time in history, and that's what was going on. So to me, like when you when you watching these movies, you know, if they're trying to be PC about the movie, it's not going to be as good because you're not giving people what you know. What I'm saying the 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 authenticness of that time. And, and to me, like there was no PC thing about that. Like even when they was talking about the Irish people, I think like he called somebody a Mick in that movie or some shit like that. And like, that's a, um, that's a racial slur for Irish people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, he makes sure that you, you know what I'm saying? Like that you feel like you're in that movie. And that's, that's what I meant by it. Like, because he gets so detailed you know what I'm saying? Like all the way down to like just the small stuff. Like like you said, um just the the way that he was talking to people and him, you know what I'm saying, bringing up how the Irish is coming over and they making this and make like that had nothing to do with this with the whole story at all. But just the fact that he put that scene in there to where he's watching immigrants get off the boat and then he's complaining, you know what I'm saying, about how the Irish are getting off these boats and then they making, you know what I'm saying. 10 cent which is killing everybody else who used to make all this other money you know what I'm saying they basically giving out cheap labor and it's like you realize that like immigration has always been an issue in, politically in this mm -hmm. country and then on top of that you also realize that at one point in time like all white people did not get get together I mean get along with each other you know what I'm saying like they they was beefing amongst each other and then not only that like it had nothing to do with his campaign when he was running for mayor. Yep. None of that had nothing to do with it. Cause most of the people in the five points was Irish. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so just, just him showing, you know what I'm saying? Like just him showing that just lets you know, like you felt the corruption in this movie. You felt the crime in this movie. You felt everything about this movie. And it was like, yeah, th this is probably as real as it's going to get. Yeah, I feel you. 
I'm yeah. on, we on we definitely on the same page, man. But yeah, it's 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 one of those ones, man. I'm yeah, I'm definitely sure. I'm definitely not mad at it, man. I I can see, but I ain't gonna lie though. Like like doing this, you know, we going into year three. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you know, what I'm saying, I see your style, man. <laughs> like I, I be knowing, I be like, yo, yeah. I'm watching it, yo. Like I know this one, like yo, oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure, man. Like, listen, bro, any any kind of like antagonist that they get that's like ruthless or like it's just one of them dudes to where he can't like because that's why a lot of people get confused when they say like, well, what's your favorite Batman movie out of the Nolan trilogy? And I'm like. Well, it would have to be, you know what I'm saying, The Dark Knight Rises. Like, yeah, Joker was doing his thing, don't get me wrong. But, like, Bane had this whole city of Gotham in terror, bro. Like, <laughs> literally. Blew had, up, blew up a football on, stadium. Nigga blew up a football stadium with the people on the field, bro. And shot the doctor, the one doctor that could turn the damn that ball could turn the in ball front of everybody. Then, not only that, this nigga's riding a tank down the street. <laughs> And the, yeah, the police they ain't had yeah. nothing for it, bro. Like to me, that's the type of that's the type of villain that I want to see. Then not only that, here come Batman. He think he about to throw hands with him. Nah, you thought you was born in it, you know what I'm saying? You thought you was a part of the dark nigga. I was born in it. Like, yeah. Nick, come on, man. Yeah, that was the first time we seen Batman say, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and he didn't do yes. shit. Come on, bro. It did nothing, bro. Nothing. Broke that man back. And then blew up his his basement. Come on, bro. Like yeah. that's what I'm talking. That's the type of antagonist I like to see. And to me, I feel like the butcher is is that type of antagonist. Like he had the whole city of five. I mean, he had the whole five points under his thumb. He had everybody in his pocket. Like, and then they had to take like a whole riot and, and a bunch of bombs to go off in order for Amsterdam to kill him. Like that's what I like to see. That's how that's how you're supposed to deal with a villain. Especially a villain like that, like, and there, there would have been. I don't, you know how mad you would have been if they had just got into a regular fight and then like Amsterdam stabbed him, and then he died. You'd have been pissed the hell off if that was the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You'd have been mad as hell at the end of that movie, bro. But yeah, so for sure, for sure, that's that's definitely uh, my type of character, man. You ready for these fire flames? Yes, sir. Let's do it, man. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. So, man, we're about to do these fire flames. I'm going to go ahead and take this one because it's really going to just be short. I'm giving it a five. This is one of my favorite movies. Um, I love this movie to death. It's one of the movies, once again, if it comes on, I'm watching it no matter where it is. Um, It's also one of those movies that I just watch just to watch. And I... It's just I love this movie. Daniel Day-Lewis does a hell of a job being the butcher. Like I said earlier, I didn't even know what dude looked like in real life. Um, and then, you know what I'm saying, Leonardo DiCaprio, it speaks for itself. The name is Leo the Legend. And then um, Cameron Diaz did a great job, too. And then the supporting cast as well, man, they all did a great job. So I'm going five. Uh, <clears throat> no surprise there. Um Gonna go just a notch below you, man. I'm I'm gonna give it a four. Um, I fucks with it. At the same time, you know, it's Martin. And one of the criticisms that I have, but Martin tend to do this. Mm-hmm. I just felt that it, it was a tad long. Mm-hmm. I, I think that some of the stuff could have been cut out. I I didn't think they needed everything. Um, 
but you know, a lot of people say that about the Irishman as well. So, um, but this this is a thing that Martin Scorsese tend to do. So, you know, that just kind of is what it is. But for this movie to be what it was, you know what I'm saying, to be able to have Liam Neeson come in as a, you know what I'm saying, a guest appearance in the very Man, beginning. He was of only the movie. in it for like two, three minutes, maybe. Yeah, you know, um, but he got he got that type of pull though. So uh but now nah, it's it's a it's a really, really good movie. I love the way how he took factual things and built a whole story mm-hmm. around it. You know what I'm saying? And then we make it a revenge story. So uh I like that. The support the, the cast, I mean, we all know Leo the legend, you know, Daniel Day Lewis, you know what I'm saying, probably one of the best method actors out there. Definitely. Um, you know, Cameron Diaz, you know, glad she's coming back into the game. So I appreciate seeing her. But uh, yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm going to rock with a four today. So do you think that. Um, hold on, because I had a joke. It's going to be ruined now, but I'm still going to say it. You think Liam Neeson um, got his skills after this movie? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, coming soon, coming right back at you with another one. Um, we have Deja Vu. This is with this is the one with um Denzel oh, and yeah. Paula Patton, right? Yes, sir. Don't do yeah. that, man. Don't, 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 um, the legend. No, uh, I, yeah. this, I was thinking of something else, but I, I was just making sure I was saying the right movie. I ain't want to disrespect it. Plus, you know, what I mean, Paula Patton, fine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Erica the Great, she's in this bad boy as well. Uh, yeah, man, this this is going to be a, a really, really great movie to do. Um, mm-hmm. Because, first of all, it's Denzel. That's, that's always a positive. But yeah. I think that, you know, this takes us back into that whole time travel thing, which is always okay. a great conversation with you. But also, this has a different spin on yeah. time travel. You know what I'm saying? The way they explained it. You know, it was really kind of crazy where you could, where they got supposedly these satellites that can get you seven days before and mm-hmm. it can only play and you can't rewind it and it's one shot and all this crazy shit. They supposedly came up with this machine that they could do this shit. So, you know, this science fiction version of time travel, I thought that it was, it was a new spin on it. I thought that it was great and I think it'd be something great to cover with you. Um, so, uh, this is going to be, this is going to be another one of those ones. Like there are certain, there are certain ones where it's just like, you, you get a feel. It's like, yo, this is going to be one of those ones because there's a great conversation that comes along with it, where it really mm-hmm. takes you off the movie, but it's related to the movie. I think yeah. that that's what Deja Vu going to end up in. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. I, we, we going to definitely see, um, I haven't seen this in forever, but, um, I will say this: it's it, you'd be very, very hard pressed to find a bad Denzel movie. Oh yeah, and even if you don't like it, you usually don't like it because you're comparing it to other Denzel movies. So, you know, that's. I mean, he's also one of those guys that whatever he's in, bro, is is you know it's gonna shoot straight to the top. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
All right, man. So, um, listen, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Um, and now thank you guys for watching as well. We greatly appreciate it. Um, if you like the show, if you didn't like the show, if you want to add some input or you just want to give us a suggestion, you can always hit us up on our socials on Instagram or Twitter at view a non pod. And you also can hit us up on Facebook at VA pod watch group. Um, as far as me, you can check me out on Twitter at Scoots Bronson. I have a link tree uh, link in my bio. You can go there and find me everywhere else. <clears throat> yes, sir. Y'all can find me at Foster 8 on Instagram and Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pod on IG. Uh, no new episode for this past week. I was out of town, but you can go back and check out episode, if I'm not mistaken, 96 on all major platforms. That was a great hip-hop collabs. That's the last thing that's out right now. Uh, trying to put together something new. I just got to find some time to do it. You know what I'm saying? I got a funeral that I have to attend this Saturday. That's usually when I uh, pie. So I'm going to see what I can work out, see if I can put uh, put out some new material. So just be on the lookout. As soon as y'all know, well, as soon as I know, I'll let y'all know. But uh, go check out some of the old episodes. Um, there's some with uh, me and Scoops on there that was great. You know, so uh, go check out the catalog. For sure, man. Um, and yeah, that's it, man. See you guys next episode. Uh, your support is greatly appreciated. Um, without you, there would be no us. And uh, like they say in Hollywood, man, that's a wrap. Cut. <laughs>